Clients on Demand teaches coaches, consultants, thought leaders, and professional service providers how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for your clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey guys, it's Russ Rafino from Clients on Demand. Today we're going to be talking about how to not take things personally and how to deal with haters. So I'm joined today by the incredible, the brilliant, the amazing Jane Jewell, who is our managing director at Clients on Demand and probably the top mindset and performance coach on this planet. Jane, what's going on? Hello, happy to be here with you today. Yeah, me too. So guys, look, it's a really important topic today because here's the deal. If you are doing anything worthwhile, anything at all, there is a 100% chance that you are going to attract haters, 100% chance. So whatever you're trying to do, whether that's build a great company or build a great coaching company, or maybe even just put yourself out there in a bigger, more powerful, more dynamic way, somebody somewhere is going to get offended by what you say. And there's a lot of reasons for this. And the thing I want you to understand right out of the gate is most of those reasons don't have anything to do with you. So today we're going to be talking about the superpower of how to not take that stuff personally, whether it's, and it could be anything. It could be, you know, some random person hating you online. It could be a client who wants a refund. It could be a competitor who trash talks you. If you can get through life without taking things personally, it's basically a superpower in 2021. Absolutely. So, so how do you deal with this kind of stuff? How do you get your head around it? How do you, how do you just coast right through it? You know, as we've built our company, which now we're at the point now where we've done, I think, all close to $66 million in high ticket coaching sales. We've certainly had our share of haters in the past, but we definitely had to learn how to deal with that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. It, what is that quote? What you think of me is none of my business. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the, the part of this that gets me every time when I talk to people when there, is when they're stopped right? They're stopped by taking action because they have this fear of what will people think of me. And, you know, when you're stopped by this fear that someday, somewhere, someone is going to feel a certain way about you or have a certain judgment, you're kind of walking around this earth and tiptoeing around your business with this always, this thing always there. It's almost like this this cloud that's following you and you're constantly like trying to manage your environment or manage a situation or manage what you say in a way that you'll get the least amount of people maybe upset with you or hating on you. And I think one of the things that you said that really matters is that it's probably going to happen anyway, right? Like there will be people who won't agree with you. There will be people that'll be, you know, those haters or maybe leave not so nice uh, information or comments on something that you do. And I think if you can just get that it's going to happen and it doesn't even matter what you do, (laughs) then there's this acceptance of it. And there can be some freedom around that if you just can really accept that it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with just what's happening in their own life. That's huge. That's such a huge distinction, guys. So the first thing we want you to realize 
is to understand that haters are inevitable. It's absolutely inevitable. There's so many people in the world and the internet has connected all of us together in a way that now everybody has a voice. And the awesome thing about the internet is that everybody has a voice. The terrible thing about the internet is that everybody has a voice. Like <laughs> even some people where it's like, should these people really be <laughs> have the power to kind of like put their thoughts out there? I don't know. But my point is, is that you know, you, you send your message out there and you put your message out there and you say what you want to say. And as long as you're being true to yourself, you have no control, none, over how that message is going to be interpreted by other people. And you can see this with, I don't care who you follow or who you listen to. Once someone gets to a certain point where they have a certain number of followers, there's going to be somebody somewhere that's offended by what they say. So you just have to accept it. But I want you to understand is that most of the time, it doesn't have anything to do with you. But if you allow it to paralyze you, like Jane's talking about, you know, look, man, if you're going to allow your haters to stop you from doing your magic, you might as well write them a check, Mm. you know, because you could be, you know, if you're going to let that stop you from building a $10,000, $20,000, $50,000, $100,000 a month business or a million dollar a month business, you know, those you might as well just take that money, like write them a check because that's what it's going to cost you. So understand guys that that it's just something that you have to accept you have to accept that when you start playing a bigger game and put yourself out there there's some people that are going to be offended by it but you know what else is going to happen there's going to be some people that you impact in an incredibly incredibly powerful way so i look at it too you know it's like we don't have that many haters it's not like there's you know big mob of people with torches and pitchforks coming after us all the time right we get some here and there but we also have a lot of clients whose lives have been changed and transformed by the work that we do And since most of our clients are coaches, they're out there transforming other people's lives as well. So it's like, I have a simple choice to make. Am I going to allow what I, you know, what other people say about me to stop me from doing all that good in the world? Or am I just going to keep doing my thing? So you have to understand guys, like, look, you know, the, the haters are inevitable, but you can't care about them. You can't care about it at all because if you do, it's going to stop you from doing what you were put here on this earth to do. And, you know, look, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. The biggest tragedy is wasted talent. And I don't want your skill and your talent to go to waste just because you're afraid of what somebody might say. Yeah, the only thing that you should really focus on is focusing on you being the best version of you. Not so someone else will like you, not so someone else will accept you, not so that you avoid someone saying something, you know, not so nice about what it is that you're doing. You really just have to do a heart and a gut check and say, you know, am I taking action? Am I impacting? Am I serving my clients in a way that feels really aligned with who I am, what I'm about, and what my values are and my beliefs are? And if you can stand firmly in that truth and just be centered in that, all the other stuff, truth is just doesn't even matter. And it's also interesting to me, Russ, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, we are lucky. We haven't had a lot of, you know, quote unquote haters, but I think a big part of that is because we don't have a fear about it, right? When there's not so much of fear about it, I think you can really put yourself out there in a centered and strong way. And it's almost like those thoughts aren't even welcomed here. <laughs> you know, like it's, it doesn't, because it doesn't pull or trigger we don't get a lot of them. So I think there is something to also be said for, you know, just stand in your own truth, stand in your own center, do what you believe is right. And um, 
and get that some people will love what you have to say and some people won't, but you know that you're being the best version of who you're committed to being. Absolutely. And, and that's why, you know, I see so many people walking around who feel guilty for what they're saying or guilty for, for, for whatever reason. And they're, and they're just they're, like they're walking through life guilty and apologizing for who they are. And you have to understand, guys, that guilt is essentially a completely useless emotion. Now, here's what I mean. Guilt is useful for about 30 seconds. Like I say something I shouldn't have said. I, I, I do something that I know, oh, yeah, I really shouldn't have done that, right? So you feel guilty for like that 10 seconds and you go, you know what? I'm going to do something about it and you make it right. And then you can let it go. But so many people, I want to talk a little bit more about how to let things go as, as we go through the show, like towards the end of the show. But um, carrying that around, what, what the, the price of that is that there are people out there that love to make people feel guilty. So there's people out there that are carrying around like repressed guilt and there are people around there around that want to make somebody feel guilty. And it's like a lock and a key. It's like, it's like they just fit together. So you're carrying around with all this guilt, right? And you've got this, this like guilt shaped like notch in your psychology and other people are going to latch right onto that and then try to make you feel guilty. So what really is important, guys, is, is like Jane said, it's managing your own psychology, right? If you have tons of repressed fear or if you're, if you're really worried about what other people are going to think, then people who want to make other people feel bad are going to sense that on a subconscious level and they're going to latch onto that. They're going to latch on to that repressed fear. They're going to latch on to that repressed guilt. It's the same reason why somebody who has repressed anger is, is, you know, so people are constantly starting fights with them. Why? Because that repressed anger is looking for an outlet and that other person has it too and they're an energetic match and, 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 and this guy wants to fight and this guy wants to fight and then boom, now they're fighting. So the more you can let go of that stuff, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, the, the less vulnerable you're going to be to these kinds of people. Not only is it going to bother you a lot less when it does happen, but it also is less likely to happen. Because the people that are out there trying to find someone to guilt, trying to find someone to like those emotional vampires, they want to feed on that guilt, they want to feed on that fear. If, if they sense that you don't have a lot of repressed guilt or a lot of repressed fear, there's not anything for them to sort of latch onto. Does that make sense? So it's really, really important, guys. So, all right. So the first thing you have to understand is that haters are inevitable and don't let it stop you. Now, the second thing I want you guys to understand is this. Everyone is projecting. Let me say that again. Everyone is projecting. Okay, so what does that mean? What it means is that what we see in the world and what we see in other people tends to be a reflection of what's going on in here. So, so many people have emotions and feelings that are so dark that they just kind of don't know what to do with them. They can't even really be honest with themselves that they have that. So for example, like we talked about, maybe there's this guilt and this guilt is weighing you down so much that you can't even look at it, right? You can't even acknowledge that you have it. And so what people do instead is they project that guilt onto someone else. So in other words, I can't look at it, that guilt that's in myself because I just, I'm not strong enough. I can't even look at it. So what I'm going to do is take it out. I'm going to project it onto someone else. And then I can say, Ooh, look what that person did. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. And you see this all the time online. And you see it all the time in our society where people constantly have this need to bring someone else down. They have this need to feel like they're better than other people or they're morally superior to other people. That toxicity really is what fuels probably like 70 to 80% of the stuff that I see posted online. 
So you have to understand this mechanism of projection. So let's say I'm one of those people, right? And I'm walking around with something dark, right? Anger, hate, whatever. It's sitting there and it's inside me and I can't even look look at it. I don't even know it's there consciously because it's so dark I can't even look at it, right? And I'm browsing around on Facebook and then boom, I see a post by you right away. Boom, that anger gets projected right onto you. And then I start writing those hateful comments about you. Now look, here's the thing. It doesn't have anything to do with what you wrote in that post. It doesn't have anything to do with what you said. It doesn't have anything to do with who you are. It's all about that person's darkness that they are trying to get rid of. Does that make sense? And, and they're projecting it onto you. Why? Because you just happen to show up at that moment. You happen to show up in their newsfeed. And they didn't like your hair. They didn't like the shirt you were wearing. You know, I see this all the time. My, my, my wife follows a lot of like uh, moms on Instagram, uh, Jane. So there's like lots of like Instagram moms that are constantly sharing like, you know, fun stuff like recipes and like little fun things they do with their kids and whatever. And she was showing me some of this stuff on Instagram and the hate, the hate that these women get is unbelievable. Oh, you posted two pictures of this kid, of, of one of your kids, but only one picture of your other kid. Do you hate that kid? Right? And it's like, holy God, what is that person who wrote that comment? Like, what are they carrying around that made them say that? Where they looked at this beautiful picture of this wonderful family and that's what they saw? That's what I mean by projecting, guys, is that person's carrying around some dark stuff up here and they're just projecting it right onto you. When I realized this, when I learned this, it made me feel so much better about the about the stuff that people might write because I realized that that 99% of the time, it's got absolutely nothing to do with me. Now, that 1% of the time where I really did screw up, I really did say something I shouldn't have said, or maybe I had a client that I didn't take care of properly or whatever, I'm gonna fix that and I'm gonna deal with it. But that happens so rarely, guys, that it's like, it's not even worth talking about. So much of what you see online is just that, that anger and jealousy and bitterness that people are carrying around and, the, and you just happen to come across their newsfeed that day and then boom, they're hitting you with, you know, they're, they're hitting you with their best shot. Does that make yeah. sense, guys? It's really important that you understand this. And I love, <laughs> love what you said. You know, sometimes it's around guilt, but it's always around either like they're projecting whatever emotional state that they live in most often, right? So all of us as human beings, have certain, emo you know, we, we have a wide range of emotions that we have access to. But the truth of the matter is that most of us live primarily in a handful of emotions every single day. You say, how did I feel yesterday? It's like mad, frustrated, maybe happy, you, you know, but most people have a very small amount of emotions that they live in most often. And I think even more so the last year, year and a half or so, those emotions that are kind of on the negative and unresourceful side have been amplified and amplified and amplified because we've, we've been living under so much emotional stress. And so what happens is you go online and you, you're, you're keeping it together all day long, right? You're doing your best, like, you know, the kid spills the juice and this thing happens over here or whatever. And, you know, for the most part, hopefully you're not yelling at your kids and you're not, you know, you're kind of keeping it together. But then you go online and it's like, 
freedom. It's like the wild, wild west out there. And all of a sudden people turn into these keyboard warriors where whatever emotional state that they live in, that they're that they live in most often, or maybe that they've been keeping under wraps because they're doing their best to just show up great in their everyday life with the people who are right in front of them. All of a sudden, it's just like game on. I, I got to tell you, Russ, I noticed this a couple weeks ago, and I know that you took like a social media break there for a little while for sure. But I was like, what? Like, I feel so frustrated. Like I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. Like what is happening? Like my son would do something and I'm like, you know, and then my daughter would say something. I'm like, don't you talk to me that way? Or, you know, my husband would do something. I'm like, why can't you just do it the way that I think you should do it? You know, and somebody on our team. And it's not something I would necessarily express, but I started to feel this emotion kind of uh, like it, it felt like, oh my gosh, when I checked into it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been feeling frustration a lot. And you know, I'll be scrolling even on social media and I'll see what somebody posts or if you, God help you, if you look at comments, just, just back away from any comments, but you, you start to engage in the emotional state of that, what's happening around you and that what you're, you're living and you're amplifying. And so I think if you can understand that people are projecting that emotional state from what's happening in their day-to-day life, and it has nothing to do with you. And then all of a sudden there's this like, what feels like a safe way to express that emotion as a keyboard warrior. Like, okay, I might be really mad over here, but I'm gonna you know, express it right now on this post that I'm seeing, or I'm gonna be judgmental on this post that I'm seeing, or I'm going to say something because God forbid, I think that that's wrong. You just have to get, once again, it's not, about you. And if you could really take that on like it is the truth, you will have so much more freedom to express yourself. And the truth of the matter is, is when you express yourself aligned with who you are and your values, for the most part, that's super attractive to people. It's essential. I mean, really, it's essential because what's the alternative to not say anything or to just say the stuff that everyone else is saying? If you're just saying what everybody else is saying, then why should people listen to you? You know, you've got to have you and you have it. You have your own unique perspective. You have your own unique point of view, especially when it comes to your business. You know, if you're if you're a if you're a fitness coach, right, you have your ideas about fitness. If you're a marriage coach, you have your ideas about what it really takes to save a marriage. So you should be speaking that truth boldly and without fear. And a big part of that for me was just understanding what was really going on, which is this whole mechanism of just like Jane was talking about projection, people walking around angry, they're walking around scared, they're walking around, you know, and and, and they feel like they can vent those feelings on the internet. And that's the other thing about being online is I see people say things to people online that they would never in a billion years say to someone's face in real life. So that's the other thing, like... The other thing about about the internet is that like it's kind of removed consequences. I mean, I'm not saying there's no consequences for what you say online because I think we've seen people get totally destroyed by things they've said online. But what I mean is there's no like immediate consequences like, say, getting punched in the face, you know. So it's like people feel this freedom of like, oh, yeah, I can say this. And what's that person going to do? They're, you know, they're 3000 miles away and they're right. It's not like you're going to knock on their door. 
But, you know, you see, you know, when you go to like a like a real life situation, you go to a barbecue, you go to a party, you go to a bar, you go wherever, like you realize that there's a whole level of civility that exists in real life that just gets thrown right out the window the moment people get in front of their computer. Yeah, politeness is gone. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Because the thing is, in, in real life, like, and I really think it has to do with that physical. Like, you, you, in real life, you don't know where someone's line is, right? And if I'm having a conversation with somebody that's my size or bigger, there's a certain, you know, there's like a line I'm not going to cross. And, and, and on the internet, that just doesn't exist. And I think, uh, I think uh, that's not really a healthy thing. I don't think people are really designed to function that way. So guys, look, that, so, that, so that's the first two things, right? Number one, understand that haters are inevitable. And number two, understand that everyone is projecting. The third thing I want you to understand, and this is a really hard one to get your head around. So I'm gonna make Jane explain it because it's complicated. Um, understand that everyone is operating from a positive intention. Everyone is operating from a positive intention, no matter how weird their behavior might be. Yeah, so this might seem a little bit of a paradox based on what we were just talking about. But I think that you got to look at what beliefs are really going to serve you to own and take on in this world. And I decided a long time ago that people are doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. And that for the most part, for the most part, people have a very positive intent. Now, you might not have access to what that positive intent is, but if you could just own that there probably is a positive intent behind their communication, even if that positive intent for them is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to write this on here because I'm going to save the world from this person's message, <laughs> or their positive intent is really just to be more secure in, in, and express their opinions about something. But if you just kind of really can set yourself into that people are doing the best they can with the resources that they have and that they have a positive intent, even if that is protecting themselves or creating some kind of uh, certainty or security in their own personal world, I think that can really lighten the load for you when uh, you can see people as human beings doing the best they can rather than someone who's out to get you. And that brings us into this idea of forgiveness, actually. And the best place to start. So for me to get my head around what Jane just said, right, it was difficult. I was like, well, what are you talking about? This person said this terrible thing. What was their positive intention? But circle back with yourself for a second. Think about something that you've done or said that you shouldn't have done or said. And if you're like me, you can go back over the course of your life and think about, I'm talking about junior high, high school, college, like we've all got stuff that we probably should not have done. Now think about, put yourself back in the mental state you were in when you did that thing. Were you trying to do something destructive? Were you trying to do something bad? You know, or, or did you have a positive intent behind it? If you really look back at the things that you've done, even the things that turned out to be mistakes, most of the time, maybe all of the time, you were just doing the best you could with the resources you had at the time. There were things you understand today that you didn't understand back then. If you had understood those things back then, you probably would have made different choices. 
and you're making different choices today. So that right there, guys, is the essence of forgiveness. And the first person to forgive is yourself. Cut yourself some slack. You look back over the course of your life and you begin to realize that, hey, man, everything I've ever done, no matter how stupid it was or whether it turned out to be a mistake, I was just doing the best I could with what I had at the time. Whatever it, whatever it was, it seemed like a good idea at the time. And once you realize that about yourself, you realize that about everyone else too. Whatever people are doing, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Once I realized that, it massively increased my ability to just totally forgive myself for things that I had done, but also to forgive other people. It doesn't mean that what they did is okay. It just means you get it. Like I understand you're a human being. Human beings make mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Cool. And, and creating that distance where you're no longer judging yourself takes you like 90% of the way to the point where you're no longer judging other people. And that really is the secret to not taking things personally. So I'm at a point in my life right now where it's like almost impossible to offend me. Because I, I know who I am and I know what I stand for and I know what I'm about. So when someone says something to me that I know is just is not, <laughs> not congruent with who I really am, it's like it doesn't even bother me. Because it's just like, what do you, t- it's like if I went to you and I said, oh yeah, uh, yeah, Jane is a, a serial killer who has a bunch of bodies in her basement. Like that wouldn't offend you. You'd be like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's how it feels when somebody says something about you because you know that it's not true. But if you haven't forgiven yourself for those things and someone insults you, then you 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 do take it personally because you go, God, is that true? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I haven't, I haven't been that great. Maybe I've done this. Maybe I've done that. And now, now you, you feel the need to defend yourself and now you're in all this. So when you can forgive yourself and understand that even the stupid things you were doing just seemed like a good idea at the time and you can apply that same logic to other people, it's going to just unburden you of all a lot of the stuff that you're carrying around. I love that word unburden you because when you're walking around with all of that baggage, it's probably the best way to call it. You're you're walking around holding on to all of that. There just can't be a big freedom of expression because you're holding on so hard and it's so easy to jump into defensiveness because you're holding on to it. So somebody can, I mean, goodness, this might've happened to you in your, in the past where somebody says something to you and because you kind of holding on to something, all of a sudden now you yourself starts to defend your point of view or say, Oh no, that's not me. I'm this way. Please see me. Please see me. Please see me. And please see me for who I am. Please see my real value. Please see, you know, the contribution. Please see what I, you know, what I, what I want to be and and do in the world. And a big part of that proving and defensiveness is really just this fear that someone else is going to see all of these things that you're mean to yourself about, that you beat yourself up about, that, you know, you're guilty about, like you're, and, and not even, True guilt, but just things that you make yourself wrong for. And when you're carrying around all these things that you're not nice to yourself about, all these awful beliefs and 
it's like this armor between you and the world. Oftentimes you will actually hear what someone else says. You will perceive what someone else says as something personal when the truth of it is, it, it's probably not. And oftentimes it's not, there's, it, there was not even any kind of intent there. There wasn't even any kind of, uh, it, it, any kind of thing that it was about you. But we have a, a tendency, if we're holding on to that in our own circle of space, we just grab onto it like, oh, they must be saying that to me. Oh, they, they must think this thing about me. Oh, they must not like me here. They must not like here. And you hear things that are just not even the truth. And that's because you're holding on to so much in your own space that that's what you see. Very much like if I said, oh, look around your room right now. Look around your room and tell me everything in your room that's blue. Look around your room and look at everything that's blue. Now close your eyes. What in your room is red? And it's harder to, to close your eyes and visualize the red because you're so focused on the blue. And that's what we do. When you're focused in on your own faults, you will start to think that all the world is focused on that too. That's a huge, huge, huge distinction, JJ. Like, you guys have to understand, going back to what Jane was talking about before, about the that we all sort of walk around with these dominant emotions, right? Most people are walking around in fear, frustration, anger, guilt, any negative emotion. What you have to understand is that those things function on a few different levels. Number one, obviously it's an emotion, right? You're walking around in fear, you're feeling the fear. Okay, fine. But it also colors the way that you see the world. A fearful person will constantly be finding things to be afraid of. An angry person will constantly be finding things to get angry about. A guilty person will constantly be finding things to feel guilty about and finding things that other people should feel guilty about. So a big part of the work that you have to do on yourself is to let those things go, to be able to let those feelings go in a healthy way so that you can change your perspective. I mean, how would your life change if your dominant emotion was gratitude? Just think about that for a second. If you woke up every single day feeling grateful and appreciative for the things in your life, what would that do? Well, that would attract a lot of other things to feel grateful for. Right now you'd be noticing things to appreciate, noticing things to be, to, to be grateful for just the way an angry person notices things to be angry about. Or if your dominant feeling was love, love for the people around you, love for yourself, love for your business, love for your clients, right? Well, what would that do? Well, now all of a sudden you'd be finding more and more things to, to fall in love with, more and more things to be in love with, to be joyful about, to be excited about. So part of the work that we want to do with our clients is to change their emotional home. You know, most people are down here right? So their emotional home is in these negative places, right? And, and it, you know, exhaustion, anxiety, guilt, depression, anger, fear, whatever negative emotion you want, most people are down there. And then every once in a while, they have a peak experience that brings them up here, right? So, you know, you're, you're walking around in frustration, blah, blah, blah. You go on a vacation, you're walking along the beach and you're under the stars and it's beautiful and you can hear the ocean. All of a sudden, boom, you're catapulted into this state of wonder and awe and gratitude. Then the vacation is over and then all and you come back down sort of like to your baseline. That's how most people live their lives. They're down here and they have these occasional peak experiences where they feel great and then you know they're back to normal. What we try to do with our clients, what we try to do with ourselves is completely flip that around where instead of living in 
fear and doubt and frustration and then taking occasional day, you know, day trips into feeling great. We want you guys feeling great all the time where you're living in gratitude and joy and courage and faith and abundance and all these wonderful feelings. And then, yeah, maybe you uh, take an occasional day trip down to negative town, you eat some ice cream, whatever, you come back up. So that's what we, that's where we want you guys to live. And the, the secret to life is that the more you do that, the more good things you're going to bring into your life, the more abundance you're going to attract, the better clients you're going to attract, the more powerful of a business you're going to attract. And honestly, just the better you're going to feel. And even if being happier was the only byproduct, maybe you didn't make, you know, even if you didn't make any more money, even though you would, even if you didn't make any more money, you, you didn't grow your business, you didn't experience any of these external things, you just felt better all the time. God, wouldn't that be worth it? So, a big part of the work that we do with our clients and the work that we do on ourselves is, is flipping that script where we want to be feeling good most of the time. And again, when you're feeling good most of the time, you just attract more things to feel good about. So that's a, that's a, that's a big part of why, even though we've grown our business and grown our following and we're reaching a wider audience and all those things, you know, we're not really, we don't really have that many haters because it just, we're not an energetic match for it anymore. Does that make sense? It's really important that you understand that. I love that so much. And people out there listening might be thinking to themselves, well, goodness gracious, what does that have to do with my online business? Everything. <laughs> and this is exactly what I was going to say. It has everything to do with your, with your business. Everything to do with your business. Because who you are, who you believe yourself to be, the identity that you hold yourself to, to others, to the world to, that's what makes your business into a huge success. That's what creates abundance and joy and love and happiness. And it's also what constricts those things. So all of this matters. And we definitely don't want you to get stuck in this place where one, you're living in low level emotional states and you live there way too long. And number two, we would hate to see you not live your dream to get your message out into the world because you are afraid of what people might say, what people might think, or that God forbid, you're going to have someone who doesn't like you because of your message. And the truth of the matter is, this is something that's going to be an area for some of you that is an ongoing area of management for a little while, because you're, you, you might be so accustomed to living your life with what will people think or Will people like my message? Will people like me? Will people attack me for what it is that I have to say? And again, you know, as you're, as you're being brave and you're getting your message out into the world, it's one of those things that every single day that you have to be intentional about creating your own space, your own bigness, your own, uh, your own beliefs and forgive yourself for any of those little mistakes that you're making along the way. And, and really learn to cultivate that ability to let that stuff go. And when you can do that, that's when you're going to start to soar. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how to do that. I want to show you guys a book. I should have had it ready to go, but it's over here. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to show you guys a book that absolutely changed my life. It is over here on the desk. Hold on. And it's probably going to show up. Probably going to show up mirrored. Because I think I'm mirrored. Yeah, it's mirrored. Anyway, Letting Go by David R. Hawkins. Um, this book changed my life. And the reason this book changed my life is because this book really was what awakened me to a lot of these ideas, right? These ideas of this is the 
awful, awful ways that people deal with their own emotions, right? They project them onto other people. They suppress them and push them down. They repress them. They, they you know, are constantly trying to distract themselves from these uh, emotions that they don't want to feel. And we all do this. But what this book talks about, and there's other books that talk about this sort of thing too, but this book I thought was especially, you know, powerful. Um, what this book talks about is how to let those things go. And ironically, the way that you let those feelings go is to welcome them. So five years ago, if I had a moment of fear, right? And if you're growing a business, you're going to have a lot of moments of fear. Um, so if I had a moment of fear, what I would do is I'd try to push it down. I try to say, no, 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 wait a second, dude, Russ, you're, you're the boss of this company. All these people are counting on you. They're looking to you for certainty. They're looking to you for strength and confidence. You don't have, you, you can't afford to be afraid. And I'd push that down and push that down and push that down. And the same thing with, you know, any other feeling that maybe I didn't want to feel in that moment, frustration, doubt, whatever. And the problem with doing that is that emotions and feelings are like messengers, right? They're messengers and they want to be heard. They're messengers from your subconscious. And so when you feel that little flash of fear or that little flash of anger, you can think of it as like that's that emotion just knocking on the door. And if you go, no, 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 not right now, not right now, and you push that thing away and push that thing away, eventually it's going to knock louder and louder and louder. And then eventually it's going to kick the freaking door in. And that's what happens to people where you've got this maybe anger, let's say, that you've been suppressing and suppressing and suppressing. You don't want to feel this anger. You don't want to feel this anger. And then what happens is you will subconsciously engineer an event in your life that allows all of that anger to come to the surface, right? Just to go back to the analogy I was talking about before, you happen to walk into a bar immediately, some guy at the other side of the bar starts eyeballing you, you know, and starts looking at you, right? It's why, it's because he has anger, he's trying to get out and you have that repressed anger and subconsciously you can sense it and boom, now you're getting in a fight so that you can get rid of that, that, that repressed anger. That's the way that it works, guys. It's just the way that it works. So a better way, a healthier way is to welcome those feelings. So just like, you know, going back to the idea of the messenger, right? That fear is a messenger that's knocking on the door. Instead of trying to push away, push it away, push away, open the door, roll out the red carpet and sit there with that emotion. So now when I'm feeling fear or frustration or doubt or any negative emotion that I don't want to feel, I ask myself, I just sit there and I check in with myself. I turn off my brain and I say, look, where, where am I feeling this in my body? And I try not to have any thoughts going. I try not to let my inner monologue like spiral out of control. I try to just listen to the the sensation, the feeling of the emotion, right? So what am I feeling? Or I'm feeling fear. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling. It's just it's just negative, right? But so what am I feeling? Oh, I'm feeling this negative thing. Okay, well, where am I feeling it? All right, I'm feeling it. Where in my body am I feeling it? All right, I'm feeling it right here. Okay, great. And I just sit there with it. I sit there with it. And I let it be. I let it be there. And it might hang out for a minute or two. But then eventually it goes away. And that it's like that messenger going, cool, here's your package. I'm out, Right? If you, if you open the door and allow that emotion to come in, now you don't have to do any of that other self-destructive stuff that doesn't work. You don't have to repress it. You don't have to suppress it. You don't have to project it onto someone else and uh, now you know attack and demonize that person. You let that fear come in. You accepted it. You listened to it. And it goes away. And I see this, guys, with my kids all the time. I have a two-year-old. I have a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and a newborn, all right? So when you've got little kids that are under five, the great thing about them and the, the thing that's fascinating is they haven't learned how to repress their emotions yet. They don't really have like an ego yet. They don't beat themselves up. They don't do any of that stuff. When they are in a fit of absolute rage, they're raging. And then 
they allow that emotion to come through and they're, they're, they're playing and laughing 30 seconds later. So I'm watching my kids going like, they'll go from happy and playing to absolutely outraged and freaking out and upset to like crying to like now they're playing again in the space of about two minutes. And in watching them, I realized that once that emotion is gone, it's like completely gone. They're not carrying it around. They don't have some complex that's going to haunt them and torture them for the rest of their lives. They let the emotion in. They feel it 100% and it goes away. That's the way that human beings were designed to process emotion. But somewhere along the line, we learn this lesson that we, should, we, we shouldn't allow ourselves to feel these things. We learn these lessons that, that you know, we should push these things down, that that, you know, whatever, big boys don't cry or this or that or whatever, you know, cheesy little saying you want to put on it. But basically, we learn to suppress our emotions. And I believe that that is the cause of a lot of the negativity in our lives. Whereas if we just opened the door, rolled out the red carpet and allowed ourselves to feel those things, they would go away. And when that happens, you feel lighter, you feel better, you feel you feel like you can you can let things go and things don't get to you, you know, personally. So really, guys, the ultimate solution to not think, taking things personally, the ultimate solution to dealing with haters is to allow yourself to feel whatever those feelings are, to welcome them and to let them pass through you. It's this stuff that we've repressed and pushed down. That's that, like, like I said before, that's what those haters are latching onto. But if you can just let those things go, now your soul or your energy or psychology, whatever you want to call it, it becomes like glass where there's just nothing for the negativity to latch onto anymore because you've let that stuff go. Does that make sense? I love that so much. And that's such a great gift that you can also gift the people in your life is not only remembering that for yourself, which is super important, but remembering that for the people you care about. You know, Russ, you have littles and, you know, I have an almost 17 year old and almost 14 year old. And uh, that is something that we still do around here is express how how you feel, you know, and, and it, I don't care that my son's 17. Like, I want him to express how he feels and, and allow those emotions. But it, but when you were talking, I had this, uh, Sarah, your wife, uh, for those of you who don't know, posted uh, on her story yesterday, Russ. It was so funny because Roman was having a fit. That's your two-year-old. He's two, Yeah, right? he's having a lot of meltdowns. So Roman is having this absolute fit. And Sarah is posting it on her story. And it is so funny because she is just holding him. And he is screaming and he's crying. And he's screaming and he's crying because Sarah had the nerve to give him the wrong cup for his water. I mean, you know. How dare she? It was it was very traumatic for Roman. And but I'm laughing because it was so amazing. And I think it's just so much about Sarah, too. She's such an amazing mom, but she's just holding him while he's crying. And, you know, it's going to be over in about two minutes. <laughs> but. He was just really upset about that cup. But that expression is amazing that you don't make that expression wrong because oftentimes, you know, not only do we make ourselves wrong because we feel a certain way about something, we make ourselves wrong for whether we express it or not express it. So it's like this whole idea of acceptance is is really, I think the message we're trying to, we're trying to get out to the world is accept your feelings don't make them wrong. Don't live in negative states all the time, right? Accept those emotions, process those emotions so that you can move on to the emotions that you are meant to live in most often. Yeah, exactly. Those emotions of gratitude and appreciation and joy and abundance. So guys, just to recap, number one, accept the fact that 
you're gonna have haters. It's absolutely inevitable. Number two, understand that everyone is projecting, especially online, and then that's gonna help you not take that stuff personally. Number three, understand everybody has a positive intention. And number four, understand how to let things go. And again, a great resource for that is this book, Letting Go by David R. Hawkins. Fantastic, fantastic book. Guys, listen, if you want help getting past those fears and mental roadblocks, then we need to talk. So a big part of the work we do, guys, I know that on this show, we talk a lot about strategy, right? What is the actual strategy that you should be using to get high paying clients in the door? And that's what we do. That's what we teach our clients. But right alongside that, as we're teaching them this strategy is showing them how to do this stuff. How do you deal with these things that are holding you back? Because if you're not where you want to be, I guarantee you there's stuff in your psychology that's holding you back. I think maybe we've had like in the whole course of our business, JJ, I think we've had what, like one or two clients that were like completely dialed in mentally and they just needed the strategy, right? I mean, if that's ever even happened, uh, pretty much all the time, guys, it's like people need the strategy, but there's all this other stuff, this emotional stuff, the real stuff that's holding you back. So we want to help you deal with all of that stuff at the same time. We want to give you the, the strategy to bring those high paying clients in the door so that you can grow your business and create more freedom and more impact and more income for yourself. But at the same time, we also wanna up-level who you are and how you show up in the world so that you're not just building a wonderful business, you're feeling good while you do it. And if that's something you want us to help you with, then I wanna invite you to book a free breakthrough call with my team. So in order to do that, you're gonna to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash talk. That's going to open up our calendar page. And on that page, you'll see a bunch of our available appointment times over the next couple of days. You can click uh, and, and book whatever appointment time works for you. We'll call you at the time that, that you chose and we will put our heads together on that call and we'll work together for about 45 minutes. And on that call, we can talk about what's working in your business, what's not working in your business, what you're trying to achieve, where you're frustrated, what, you know, what your income goal is, whether you wanna to get to 10,000 a month or 50,000 or 100,000 a month, the kind of clients that you dream of working with, uh, the kind of clients you never ever wanna work with again. And we'll put our heads together and we'll come up with a step-by-step -step game plan to help you create that in your business. And if that's something you want our help to execute, cool. We're happy to talk about that. If it's not, that's cool too. Either way, our goal is to give you massive, massive clarity on that call. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and book that appointment to speak to us. JJ, any parting shots or words of wisdom today? Well, I just really, really hope that what you heard today is something that is, is gonna, that's gonna open something up for you to get out of your way, get out of your own per perceptions of other people, or maybe let go some of the grief or upset that you've been holding on to. And I really do encourage you to give yourself the gift to click the link, book a call, because what we do here is something super special. Not only are we a company that is committed to getting results with you and helping you to grow your business, but even more than that, we're about up-leveling how you live your life. And I think that you're going to find something really special in that. 100%. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Uh, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk, book that appointment to speak to us, and we will catch you on the next show. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. A brand new episode will be released every Wednesday, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash C-A-L-L -L and book an appointment to speak with our team. 
We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging, whether that's $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 or more. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy that you should be using to reach them. Remember, building an incredible coaching business or professional services company does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped clients from all over the world scale their businesses to six or seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. So to see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.